uh, welcome to the next episode of Athletics for Life podcast. Um, with our show, we're just trying to promote all the lessons that you learn through sport uh, and kind of connect the dots between athletes, coaches, and their parents. Um, and in today's episode, we have a former ISU alumni. Uh, so I'll let Mr. Coops, Jeff, I'll let you introduce our, our guest for today. Yeah, so we are very happy that we have Buena on the podcast today. Uh, Buena is an ISU alumni, played all sports, and graduated two years ago, three years ago, Buena? Yeah, class 2018. 2018, and currently Buena is in, an, is, is, is in the U.S. Navy, and that's, that's amazing, and um, it's a great story. So Buena, could you start by talking a little bit of who you are and why did you go to the Navy? Okay, so I'm Buena Bolotar. 20 years old, and uh, as uh, Mr. Krups has said, I'm a ICU alumni, class 2018, and my senior year there, I applied to the United States Naval Academy, and I got accepted. Uh, the United States Naval Academy is one of the three military academies in the United States. And it is very a very prestigious academy. It's a prestigious institution with a very rigorous physical, moral, and mental mission. And the reason why I applied there was it's just my my I guess it's my desire to help others. The whole reason why I joined the military was to help others to improve people's living situation to make some sort of impact in Mongolia. And so I made a, I drew a contract with the Mongolian military to serve five years after I graduated from this institution. And currently I'm a junior at the Naval Academy. And at the Naval Academy, the physical mission is integral to succeeding here at the Academy. And so the physical mission encompasses everything. There are physical fitness tests, standardized. Can you talk a little bit, Buena, about um, like the day-to-day -day structure? Oh. Okay, so the day-to-day -day structure. The, ac the academic is very rough, obviously. <laughs> I'm, a mechanical I'm a mechanical engineering major. I'm struggling, but I'm moving along. <laughs> and so the day-to-day -day structure would be you would wake up at I would wake up around 5.30 in the morning. I'll get my morning workout in, mostly cardio. So I'd do three miles and then 15 minutes on the jump rope and then do uh, uh, my 100 push-ups in the morning and then shower. It'd be around, I'd finish around 6, 6.40, 6.50. Shower, then go hit, eat my breakfast, a very uh, nutrition breakfast from the academy, very protein heavy. So basically what you're doing is loading up. Mm -hmm. And then at 7.45, classes start. It's from 7.45 to 3.30, 3 we have class. And after 30, we have a sports period. Mm -hmm. So you can do whatever sport you want. And sports period is from 1600 to 1800 mm -hmm. 
and everybody must do a sport. Every midshipman at the academy must do a sport. It is part of the physical mission. And so you can do sports varying from intramural sports to varsity athletics, like football, soccer, basketball, rowing, a sport I've never even heard of before, rowing. <laughs> and then yeah. there's wrestling, golf, believe it or not, tennis. And so because uh, I, I'm not American, most of the varsity athletes here are recruited. They're scouts sent out over and recruited. and I wanted. I really wanted to join the varsity wrestling team or some sort of varsity sport, but I couldn't because I wasn't recruited. <laughs> so instead, I picked up multiple different sports, like combat sports, like judo. And over the summer recently, I picked up tennis. So over the summer, during the whole lockdown thing, I pl I would play tennis from nine a.m. in the morning to seventeen hundred. So give or take seven hours just out there, just sweating, sweating, just in the hot sun in Maryland, it'd be around like 90 Fahrenheit. Hey, Buena. So I, I haven't spoken, spoken to you in a while now. And uh, I had the, I had the privilege to, to work with you as a coach in the volleyball team mm -hmm. and played all the sports. And I remember, and we actually had uh, Dulgun from ASU on the podcast last, last week, uh, mm -hmm. a player. And, I remember that moment we, we were talking about the final ASU CISB. And I remember when you were watching the game, you were very nervous. The intention, yeah. remember? I see a totally different person in front of me. You're calm. You think about what you're saying. You talk in 1800, 1700 hours. You, you're very structured. What Do you feel a change in who you are, Buena, since that time? Absolutely. Absolutely. This institution forces you to become responsible it forces so this institution is designed for you to fail mm. so it, it puts you in situations where you fail all the time but what really matters is how you bounce back from failure and so you learn from from these things and for me at the, at the naval academy my biggest one of my biggest failures would be it'd be just to handle the overload so the overload can come from many different aspects as well for like as i said before the physical mission the academic mission the moral mission so the moral mission the academy is unlike any other uh regular college there's a strict military structure there's a midshipman midshipman is what we call cadets or students at the academy so midshipmen have a specific Struck military structure, leadership. There's a company commander, first sergeant, platoon commander, platoon sergeant, squad leader, fire team leader, and then squad in the squad. And so everybody is designated a particular leadership role. So the first year you come in, you become come in as a plebe, bottom at the bottom of the totem pole. And the first year you are treated like absolute crap. <laughs> They will pour the rules. They'll be the upper, your upper class will be in your face screaming at you. You would not know what to do. And so what, and there's so many things that you have to handle. So, and you're like juggling your priorities. So from there, from my freshman year, what I learned is to prioritize. Mm. Some things can be done later. Some things can be, some things has to be done now. 
And that really developed your critical thinking skills. And so, and they would instill discipline, very rigorous stoic discipline on the students there. You would have to follow a particular set of rules. There's conduct. And, there, and there's just so much that goes into this institution. And the one thing, one takeaway for me is, one takeaway that I've learned so far in my two years here is to be very meticulous and calm and composed in what you do. Always think twice and proceed with confidence. Even when you fail, fail with confidence. Um, you mentioned that uh, it's kind of set up for you to fail um, and you've got to learn to bounce back. Do you think your time at ISU and your involvement in sports there has helped prepare you for that? Um, just learning how to lose, uh, learning yeah, how absolutely. to respond? Absolutely. It's Life is very competitive. And at ISU, their sports are a big part of the community. And so going through struggling to go like to morning practices, showing up to practices after school. Like I remember we practice sometimes in the morning after school and it'd be just a complete drag and you'd be very fatigued, but even still you have to pull through. And so that habit, the habit becomes very important to you later on because in order to become a dis disciplined man or in order to become disciplined, you have to have habits, develop good habits. And developing good habits is is virtue, good virtue. And that's how you become a good man. Okay. Wena, you are representing uh, Mongolia over there. How does that feel for you to represent a nation, not only yourself? Is that something, a different dimension to the whole uh, being there over in the U.S.? Absolutely. I am representing my entire country. I'm representing Mongolia here at the Naval Academy. And it's a huge deal. Foreign okay. exchanges. Are there more Mongolian? I am not the only Mongolian at the Academy. So there are three Mongolian midshipmen at the Academy, two juniors and a freshman. And it is huge because they get. So what the exchange program allows is exposure to different cultures, particularly military cultures. Yeah. And this exchange, so to the Americans here, I am the, the Mongolian military. Because <laughs> cool. that's the only interaction they'll most likely get from like a Mon Mongolian military representative. Right. And so the pressure and responsibility is absolutely immense. Mm. Buena, you, uh, we worked a little bit in your preparation to go there. Um, did you feel you were prepared enough or there's, there's no way you can prepare for that? Uh, what you might have done different if you could have done it over again? Um, I remember that before this, uh, my senior year ended, Ms. Groups and I did this training. And I will say that helped a lot. <laughs> you can never be completely prepared for anything, but that helped me a lot, especially combat swimming. 
combat style swim stroke, survival swim stroke, and deep deep water diving, and like just sports in general, like training, hitting the gym, and and then the physical mission too, physical mission aspect of that. We really hit on it during that training. So your body, so what you have to do is break down your body so it can build it back up again. And so that comes through your training. And training with groups has helped me a lot, especially in the water in during my freshman year. Because at the Naval Academy, you have to swim. <laughs> and there are so many different ways to swim. So many. And the most important, most fundamental one they teach is survival swim stroke. And I remember uh, training it with Mr. Coops here. And <laughs> yeah, I was afraid at first. I still remember. I did not enjoy it. But eventually, I got used to it. And it became uh, one of the fundamentals. One of the fundamentals here. And so at the, at the academy, there's a three-year swimming program. Your freshman, freshman year, you have to swim. I believe it's 400 yards in under eight minutes. Wow. Your sophomore year, it's 800 in under in un, under 11 minutes. And my junior year, it's 30 minutes of nonstop continuous swimming in open water survival swim. And you have to be in complete uniform too. So there's drag while you everything weighing you down and you're like slow, but there's a benchmark that you have to hit. And then without that training with Mr. Poops, I would not have been exposed to this at all. Got a question, CD? Um, just kind of a comment. Uh, I'm just hesitant to jump in because I'm, I think my internet's the one that's probably slowing us down. Um, uh, actually, when I was a junior, before my junior year and senior year in high school, I went to a intensive wrestling camp out at the Naval Academy. Wow. And mm -hmm. uh, I can just remember how structured everything was. Uh, the motto was, if you're on time, you're late. Uh, and if you're late, uh, you don't want to be late. So like uh, to get there early, get lined up uh, before our morning runs, before wrestling practice. And uh, I did fairly well. I handled the physicality of it pretty well. There was a lot of running. I was a runner. Uh, the wrestling was fine. I, I was in pretty good shape. But I do remember the one thing that killed me was the swimming. Um, you know, every it seemed like every evening session, there was a pool element to it. And like, I, I've never thought I was going to die so many times in my life as like in the pool, you know, just treading water, um, just doing kicks on the side. And it was never in like the shallow end and like the, the meter, meter and a half end. It was always in the diving pool. And so like, oh, yeah. there's no chance you're touching the bottom. Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad you touched on that because I was curious how uh, how a Mongolian kid and you know landlocked Mongolia handled the swimming mm -hmm. aspect that comes along with being at the Naval Academy. Again, that comes down to practice. I would swim every day with any free time I got. I would wow. tread water for 20 minutes at a time. So 30 minutes hands in water, 
no, 30 seconds hands in water, 30 seconds out, out of water. And I just nonstop for 20 minutes. And then after that, I'll go swim uh, 1800 yards. And then that'd be my swimming done for the day. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Buena, in, uh, in, in these international schools and also at ISU, we have these core sports, right? You play volleyball, basketball, mm -hmm. soccer, and we have a bit more swimming coming up. What would you like to see in addition to those sports offers for the kids who would like to pursue the kind of way you've been going? Uh, what, would, what would you would have liked to have as an extra practice preparation for this training you're doing right now? And so one thing I'd really like to hit on is diet, diet. proper nutrition. So at least to, to be educated on what kind of food you should be eating, when you should be bulking, when you should be cutting, what kind of uh, proteins or um, creatines and all that supplements that you should use to develop yourself. And then it also comes down to commitment, some sort of maybe I would like to say CrossFit would be, it'd be difficult, but it does come in handy sometimes. It, but in general, one of the bigger sports, I think volleyball, basketball, and soccer are absolutely fundamental because it develops your situational awareness, your um, reflexes, your ability to make decisions like this at a moment's notice and teamwork. Teamwork is absolutely vital. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's great when you say that, Buena, because I think diet, like health is your wealth, right? It's a life skill. Mm -hmm. You need to know what to put in your body to perform. And you've, now we are in Mongolia, so the food is different here, right? Absolutely. Yes. And we had a great talk with the moon, Enkabayer, uh, last week mm -hmm. about that. And she is, when she came back from, from the US, she was actually they're struggling with the food, with what to eat, what not to eat. Yep. And a Mongolian diet is very dense, very heavy. Uh, so can you just explain a little bit what you eat on a daily basis? Because you said high in protein, is it a lot of like meat or is it just a lot of uh, dairy products? Or can you explain a little bit what you're eating these days? So I would eat food that would be prepared by the school. Mm -hmm. And the school, every so every Monday is the same. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, all days are, are, are they're the same. And Routine, yeah, it's like that. <laughs> and so my first two years at the academy, I just ate meat. I would just eat like meat, veggies. And then I noticed that I was getting fatigued quite easily. And so, and that was really uh, a big barrier towards developing my it is a very big barrier because I was struggling to um, I, I let's say I wasn't struggling I just wasn't performing as much as I wanted to on the standardized fitness test mm. so the standardized fitness test uh, consists of a strength portion and a run portion the strength portion would the previous old strength portion would be uh, 101 push-ups in under two minutes, 101 sit-ups in under two minutes, and uh, 
a maximum of a 1030 mile and a half. And so I would hit around maybe 85 push-ups, like 70 something sit-ups and a 10 minute mile and a half. And as soon as I changed my diet to a vegetarian one, <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, Mongolian being a vegetarian. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> but I would say I'm not a hardcore vegetarian. I just limited the amount of uh, mm -hmm. red meat I would eat, or just okay. meat in particular. So I'd have the occasional chicken here and there, but mostly the compromise of beans, veggies. Um, and just vegetarian meals. I would eat a banana, an apple, along with uh, my protein supplement. And then once I got into that diet, I noticed that my fatigue went away. I would become tired. It would take a lot longer for me to become tired. And I noticed I, was, I could perform exponentially better than I did before. So with the new diet, I, along with some preparation, I went into the, uh, I took the standardized fitness test and I maxed everything. Mm -hmm. I maxed the push-up portion, the strength portion, and the run. I cut down my run time by a minute and 30 seconds. So I'll do a mile and a half in eight minute, 30, 30 seconds. Good. That's pretty good. CD, anything uh, from your side? Question? Um, not everyone that goes through uh, our sports programs uh, here in like UBAC and stuff are, are going to go to the extremes that you went through. Um, but even so, uh, what advice would you have for uh, students to kind of make the most out of it to prepare them for the next step in their life, whether it's just going to university where the, you know, like a, a normal university where there's not so much focus on the physical side of it and uh, as structured as the Naval Academy, uh, but also to be in a position where if they so choose, they could go to the Naval Academy like yourself. Um, you know, what advice would you have to uh, current athletes and young athletes in our programs? What I would focus on is commitment to not ever, basically just don't give up. Always believe in yourself, even if you fail or if there's moments you feel like you want to quit everything, drop everything, you want to maybe tone it down a little bit and then push back on later on. And now say it again, for me, the most game-changing thing was controlling my diet because once I controlled my diet I could control my appetite yeah. and then if I could control my appetite I could control almost every aspect of my life like what time I wake up when I do my homework when I do when I work out how long I can do things so once if you can control your appetite you can control your life well, well, Brandon, that's awesome because that's, you know, that's 
wanting something like a pizza and I, that's a choice that make you happy for, for the next five minutes. Right. But not eating mm -hmm. that, putting something healthy in your body is a good uh, choice for the many days or your workouts that you need to test on. Right. So that's, you say that that's your main game changer to, uh, to, 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 to succeed in this program, right? Your diet. That's interesting. Yeah. And another thing is, I'm sure others have said this before. It's just commitment. Just turn it into a habit. Because before I would hate waking up in the morning to, to <laughs> work out, but now it's my most the my my favorite time to work out. It's in the mornings because you get your blood pumping. You're ready to hit the day. You're awake, and you just want to conquer the day. Yeah, it's funny, Brian, because I remember those morning practices, and uh, it was it was sometimes mm -hmm. mainly you coming a little bit late. Remember those yep. like six a.m. practices yep. ready, and uh, I see and, and I see you change, man, in front of me, man. You look fit, you look healthy, and you're very methodical with your thoughts. And um, it's great that you made such a such such improvements over these last two three years, and uh, it's great to see, man. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I'll say this, Mr. Coops, you have helped me a lot to like. You know, when it all starts this. with when you want something, right? You have to work for it, and you and you and you and also for kids looking, and uh, you have to go to certain people that have some skills that can help you. But you have to do it, mm -hmm. Wayne. So if you wouldn't show up for the swimming lessons, I would have just do doing something different, right? But you showed up. You want you want to learn, and I think that's key. You have to make that switch. You, only you can do that, and I. And I I just helped you, and that's it. Not not too many props to me. All the props to you for putting in the hard work. Uh, yeah, that's great. It was great to be part of that. And one funny thing I picked up is jump roping. <laughs> Sorry again. One funny thing I picked up is jump roping. Jump rope. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I jump rope for thirty minutes, and that'd be <gasps> my cardio done. Jump rope is the tough. equivalent. It is tough. It's. I try to do it nonstop for 30 minutes every day. Because the cool thing about jump rope is you can practically do it anywhere. So when once with this whole COVID-19 pandemic hit, the academy went into lockdown. So all the gyms were closed and so forth. And so everybody was restricted to working out with practically their own body weight. And so I would, I picked up jump roping, pull up bars. Like you can turn it, practically anything into a pull up bar. Yeah, it's funny that you um, mentioned like, it right now because uh, Mongolia just got into lockdown, right, CD? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll have to start to get creative to uh, on how to work out, especially teaching PE lessons on uh, just keeping in mind what kids don't do and don't have in their house as far as like just getting a, a workout in uh, will be I, I, I would say sure. maybe as most fundamental start with push-ups maybe 300 push-ups a day or even some sort of abdominal or leg workout that mm -hmm. at least 15 minutes a day is just enough i think if you just constantly do 15 minutes a day and then slowly add on to that time, you can see a change in your body. You feel a lot healthier. Awesome. And 
you feel a lot more confident when you feel more healthy with your body. And you got anything? Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of reflecting here on uh, how how awesome of an experience this is for me um, to kind of do this podcast. And, you know, for us as coaches, sometimes uh, we don't always get to see the fruits of our labor. Yeah. Yeah. We might do well in a tournament. Um, but like for Jeff and myself, we're trying to instill those life lessons and instill these kind of the education-based philosophies that we're trying to cover uh, so that way you carry those later into life. And I, I don't think if we hadn't done this podcast that we we don't always get to see that as coaches, right? Like we, we hope that kids picked up these lessons. We hope they learned something. Um, and so I was just thinking kind of, you know, in my head, like how cool this is to, you know, be able to see it. Uh, you know, I didn't coach you, Buena, but, you know, I can see and just hear it in Jeff's voice. Um, how how kind of awesome it is for him too to to see how you've changed, how you've matured, how you've uh, taken the lessons you did learn, and appreciated the time that you know Mr. Coops has given you, and and now from there, kind of are on your own path, and and so it's, it's just cool for me um, to reflect on. Yeah, it's it's sorry, boy. Not just continue on that. Like it's this is why we do what we do. We started this podcast just to share with coaches, with students, you know, to give people inspiration and to have great stories. Um, and with you, you know, I just spend a few hours with you to work with you. And that might have a ripple effect in the future. When you come back here, you will make a difference to this country. And I can see that it's it's very close to your heart. Like Mongolia, same for CD and I, very close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's great. I can see it. Your whole demeanor is different, you know, how you look, how you talk. Great, it's great, and uh, I don't. I know we talk sometimes over chat, and I haven't seen you for a while, but it's great to see that change, and I can just be proud to be part of that. It's 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 not about me, it's not about us, it's about you know these kids making a change, doing something cool, you know, and, and you you really showed it, and uh, yeah, I'm very proud of you, man, I'm very proud. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Hey, Buena, we are we're going to the end of our talk. Uh, are there any any anything you want to share with if 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 a student at ISU grade eight or nine who sees you, you know, is, is watching this podcast, what would you share with them? Kind of message for them. What I would share is make that small change. Do Make that small change, make that small commitment. And you'll see later on, those small commitments can have a huge impact on who you want to become. And even if you're having a rough time, you have bad habits, there's plenty of time to fix it. Mm. And if you fail, don't worry, don't think about it. Just think about bouncing back, how you could improve what you learned from your mistakes or failures and how you can use that to improve yourself. That's what I would leave off with. Awesome, man. That's great. CD? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, well, with that, uh, thanks a lot for coming on, Buena. I know uh, just from my time at uh, the, the wrestling camps at the Naval Academy, like how much uh, you value your sleep and so 
Yeah, thanks for staying up late and chatting with us. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Um, yeah, Buena. thank you. Buena, is there anywhere that we can follow you or look for more information or do you, do you have an Instagram account or what do you use to communicate and maybe people want to get in contact or see what you're doing? Nothing? Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do Facebook or my email. I'll share my details with Mr. Coops. We'll do that. Okay. Fun fact, uh, as of now, I am uh, trying to prepare, train for the Marine Corps screener and SEAL screener. Wow. So <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm training for. Awesome, man. That's yeah, awesome. that's great. So uh, sky's the limit for you, my friends. Push it hard. Yeah. <laughs> Do a great job. And uh, CD, I can say that. Uh, Buena, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Um, you are an inspiration to a lot of students, for those who work with you. And keep up the good work, my friend. And uh, yeah, we're going to finish this podcast. So thank you so much for your time, Buena. And have a good night rest over there. All right. Thank you. I enjoyed this. Thank you so much, Buena. See Anytime. Ya. Yeah, thanks, Lena. Yeah. Bye-bye.